Welcome to Chantel Inspires. Each week, this program will address some of life's challenges, such as sexual abuse, suicide, rape, bullying, and more. Many of us face challenges like these in everyday life. Chantel shows us that we can overcome these challenges as well as be the light in the darkness of others who face similar setbacks. Now, here is your host, Chantel. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. And today I have Joe Hosman with me again for hello. my hello. Yes, <laughs> we are here together. Uh, she's going to help me through this last part. And today, ladies and gentlemen, is my very last show. No, yes. Chantel, say it isn't true, but it, it is. So it is. <laughs> but I just first of all, I want to thank everyone for for your loyalty and for coming back week after week and listening to us and and listening to what I have to say and what the guest has to say. It's been truly my pleasure. Um, I've met so many neat people and interesting people who have overcome so many things in their life and it's just just amazing what these last 13 weeks have been. So I do want to put a big shout out to Voice America for giving me the opportunity and to Joe, my dear friend here, for showing me this place and, and kind of opening the door for me here. I couldn't have done it without you. you Thank you. You're welcome and you're a natural on radio. So I think, you know, if, when you come back, you'll be even bigger and better and bolder than ever. Well, you know, I do have the radio face. So you do. <laughs> I mean, so do I. That's right. Oh, that looks amazing on the radio. <laughs> We do have fun. We do. (laughs) And I wanted to thank you guys because after last week's show, first of all, it was very difficult for me to do that. I was very nervous. I I hadn't been that nervous in a long time. (laughs) And your responses that some of you messaged me afterwards, private messaged me, emailed me, I had a lot of nice compliments and nice comments and even some stories that were just... I was just overwhelmed with um, what you guys said, and I, I do appreciate it. Sounds like we have helped quite a few people out there. Just, you know, they don't want to say it on air, but they have sent me messages, and they are glad that uh, what the show has done and, and brought some of these subjects to light and how we can overcome some of these tragedies in our lives. So thank you all who are listening and have been avid listeners. I, I do appreciate it. So um, I'm trying to think where we left off last week. Oh, man, you're making me think way back. I <laughs> uh, let me see. Well, we I talked about like teenage years. You were still in the teenage years back then. Yeah. Back then. Way back at the way last show. Back then. Yeah, way back then at the last show. You were talking about your teenage years and a couple of boyfriends that, you know, Stuff happened. So now let's start from there okay. because you go into your 20s and a lot of, you know, for a lot of us during our 20s, that's like a huge yeah. transition time. Like, I don't think I ever want to go back to my 20s, but that's a huge transition time. So for you in your 20s, what transition did you have happen then? You know, when I look back, um, right out of high school, I was working retail Mm -hmm. and loved it, absolutely loved it. So I thought that's what I was going to do. I was going to manage a retail store and that was going to be my life because 
it was so much fun. And at that point in my life, I, well, a couple things happened then. The first thing that happened was while I was doing retail, I had told you last week, my back, I have a bad back and I wore the back brace and, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole basketball thing, (laughs) which was quite a sight. Anyway, (laughs) I had my, my double curve came back in my spine. And so with retail, you're always on your feet Mm -hmm. and you're working a lot of hours for not the greatest pay, but I loved my job. And one of the days that I was working, I, I think at that time, I was working at a store and then I was managing another one. And so I was at the mall all the time. Mm-hmm. And my back went out on me. And I literally, I was down. I could not stand up. I was down for 30 days. I couldn't oh, walk. It was it was the sciatic nerve it was so I mean in my lower back I I just couldn't walk I was just on my back for how many 30 days I think is what it was at least a month and I just thought what am I going to do how am I ever going to overcome this because this was my this is what I wanted to do the rest of my life and then the doctor tells me um nope you can't do this because mm-hmm. I had not prepared for college. I hadn't taken all the classes that you have to take to get into the, the colleges because I thought, well, I'll just do, you know, Votech or something like that, or I'll mm-hmm. just keep working the managerial side of retail. And back then you really didn't need a lot of college right. to run a business as long as you were good and mm-hmm. had good marketing skills, whether they were um, natural or educated. Mm-hmm. And had no plans of going to college and this really shook me because I thought oh man what am I going to do this is the rest of my life I'm 19 years old and had it all planned out for me and here I am going "Uh oh Uh, now what are you going to do you weren't even (laughs) in your 20s yet no oh my goodness now what are you going to do smarty pants Mm -hmm. so (laughs) I thought oh man and uh okay I'm going to I'm going to digress and go back to a little fun story just for you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was down and I was at home and I lived with my brother and his girlfriend at the time and we lived on the loop in Sioux Falls. Falls, For those of you who are not around South Dakota, we had a place called um, the loop and we would cruise the loop Mm -hmm. and we happened to live right on the loop. So it wasn't the best of neighborhoods. Or but, I would say it'd be the, one of the okay. funnest neighborhoods. <laughs> well, yeah. At 19. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, it's not that kind of a show, though. So we're yeah. going to go. <laughs> so um, I was. Ho- I remember I was home alone because my brother and his girlfriend were gone. And I'm home alone, and I, you know, I like to munch. So I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I know there is a box of cookies mm-hmm. in the kitchen. And even though it's quite a few feet away I'm gonna go there so I go to the kitchen somebody had moved them put them at the top of the cabinet no and I thought and I can't stand at this point I cannot stand I crawled to the kitchen that's how my man you want those cookies I I am determined when I have to be so I crawl to the kitchen and I see the cookies are not on the counter where they should be for me and I see them at the at the it was like the top shelf of this cabinet, which was not attached to the wall. It was a freestanding cabinet. 
And so I climb my way up, you know, just kind of as much as I can because I'm trying to get myself onto my feet. And it wasn't working very well. And the whole cabinet comes crashing down. down. Oh, my gosh. But I got the cookies. (laughs) Did you get in trouble by your brother? Oh, well, I don't even remember. I was just so... No, I think I had it taken care of by the time he got Mm -hmm. home. But yeah, the cookies were all, everything was out of the cabinet. The cabinet was on top of me. I have a scar on my knee where it hit me. But by golly, I got my cookies. Well, you are determined. (laughs) Scar and R. Scar and all. (laughs) So note to self, everyone, where there's a will, there's there's a way. way. You can do it no matter what. If you've got that determination, you can do it. Uh, So... Anyway, so that was my that was my cookie story uh-huh. and my my backstory, <laughs> so to speak, the uh-huh. backstory. Yes. yes. Um, so just at that point in my life, I was I felt so um, so lost because I thought, gosh, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. I I had my whole life planned out for me, and a physical impalement did something to me that I you know I couldn't do anything about. So uh, then what happened was I ended up going, I went to Votech for retail man or for uh, sales and marketing and started doing that. And, you know, I had my timeline kind of screwed up. But before that, while I was doing retail in Sioux Falls, I, I was homeless. Did you know that? No, I did not know you were homeless. I, well, kind of homeless. Everything I owned was in my 77 Firebird. Oh, my gosh. And I lived out of that car for about three months. I would sleep in the parking lot every once in a while at the mall. Oh, my gosh. And um, the guy that I was dating at the time when he would come home from school on the weekend, I would stay at his folks's. Mm-hmm. place so did he, know, did he know you were homeless I hit it pretty well I can't remember if he knew or not um but my boss who at the time was my retail boss and she is now my very best friend uh-huh. she figured it out and she because we were gonna go out after work and go you know take in the nightlife and so <laughs> I said well let me run out the, let me go change my clothes and then I'll be back pick you up and we'll we'll go and I was I went out to the car mm-hmm. changed my clothes in the car because that's where they were <laughs> she thought I was going to wherever I lived uh-huh. I was back in maybe five ten minutes and she says where do you live and I, <laughs> you know I tried to play it off but she figured it out and uh-huh. and uh at that time though I was working two or three jobs trying to make it and living out of my car and it was interesting to say I would the say least. It was, okay, I just have to know because when people <laughs> say they live out of their cars, I'm like, where'd you shower? Either I would go to a friend's house or I would stop by my folks' house, oh, something okay. like that. Yep. Okay. Well, so, again, where there's a will, there's a way. Yep. That's right. <laughs> I know. I mean, really. Truly. I know. Well, I spent most of my time at the mall because that's where I was working. Mm-hmm. I had two or three jobs at the mall. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you it opens up at nine in the morning and it's done at nine at night. Mm-hmm. So you go in before and after to open mm-hmm. and close. So most of my time was there anyway. So, but yeah, 
that was my life back then in my wow. teenage, right out of high school. And well, <laughs> and I see that we have to go to break here pretty soon. So ChantelleInspires.com, I think you're, she's pretty much telling you how she's an inspiration to many people, <laughs> and especially her family and friends. But ChantelleInspires.com, if yeah. they want to email you, how do they email you? You can email me at Chantel at ChantelleInspires.com, C-H-A-N-T-E-L. I would love to hear from you guys, um, or you can go on our Facebook page, which is Chantel Inspires, and you can send me a message if you'd like. Or And I know your book was just placed in one of, a second store in Sioux Falls here yes. at Ambrose, and so that's very exciting. I know. I'm very excited to have it there. So. Getting your book out there. So, yeah. So, we will be back in just a few moments, right after the break. Amen. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red says. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you tired of strained relationships that don't work? We all have at least one, a family member, friend, or coworker we struggle to understand and deal with. Now you can improve those relationships fast with simple tools and skills. Tune into Relationship Radio with Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. You'll learn how to have a better marriage, improve communication with your kids, and reduce stress at work. Listen live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening. 
listening to Chantel Inspires. To reach the show, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Chantel at ChantelInspires.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, and welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. I'm here with my wonderful friend, Joe Hosman, who is also a radio host with you guys. <laughs> and she is now on the business channel, correct? I've been on the business channel now a year. So I was on the uh, apartment channel, channel for a year before. and now my business channel for a year. Oh, well, aren't we all mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. And she is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but well, it's fun to be on radio. <laughs> it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed yeah. it. So I, yeah. I've really enjoyed myself. Um, and I'm so, just going to throw this out there. Okay. You're a natural. <laughs> you really are. You're a natural on radio. Well, and I you. think once the time is right, come back and play with us again. Yes. I would love to come back mm-hmm. and play. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so anyway, so after my little homeless <laughs> living out of my 19th Three months of homeless. <laughs> but you know what? The car was really kicking. I'm telling you. <laughs> It was a 1977 Firebird, and my brother had redone it because oh he was gosh. he went to school for body shop mm-hmm. and uh, body repair and stuff like that for cars, and he did one heck of a job mm-hmm. on that. And, you know, speaking of that, okay, we were kind of going off the cuff here. Um, when you talk, we've talked before about how we all have a purpose in life and how we're all here for a reason mm-hmm. and things like that. Believe it or not, the Firebird <laughs> enters into this. I had he, I had bought the Firebird at the beginning of the school year, and it was my senior year. Mm-hmm. And it was turquoise blue with a white vinyl top. And my oh, wow. brother had just started at the auto body shop mm-hmm. for school. And so he took it on as a project. Mm-hmm. And so he completely redid it. And made it really nice. I get it back on a Friday night in April. So this took the whole school year. Mm-hmm. A Friday night in April because, you know, prom was coming up. And Friday I got it. And Monday morning I'm going to school. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving to school. And we lived in a small town. And we have our school is made up of three different towns. And so the school was right out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And so we all had to drive to school, which, you know, was really cool. And I was going to school. And back then, <clears throat> which dates me, we didn't have to wear our seatbelts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. And, of course, I had Bon Jovi playing on the, mm-hmm. on the radio. Or on my, my cassette tape, shall I say. A radio, cassette. Cassette. It was, well, it's not 8-track for crying out loud. That's true. At least it's not that. <laughs> it was a cassette. And so I'm driving to school, and I top the hill. And I'm in my lane, and as as I get to the top of the hill, here's this car that comes right over the hill in my lane coming at me. Mm. And I went, oh, my goodness. And I look, my first thought was, all right, you dummy, just get over, Mm -hmm. you know. And then I looked again, and there's nobody in the driver's seat. And I'm thinking, this is kind of funky. And all of a sudden, then the lady pops up. What she had done was she was reaching over into the passenger seat in on the floor uh-huh. to pick up something out of her purse, is what she said. And she pops up, sees me, and and we're head on. Uh-huh. I take the ditch to my right. She hits my back quarter panel. I somehow, <laughs> by the grace of God, pulled the car up 
out of the ditch and ended up on the other side of the road. Oh my gosh. And as I'm looking in my rear view mirror, I see this car flipping in the air at least three times. Oh my gosh. I was so, and I was 17 or 18 at the time. I was scared to death. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how did I ever make it out of there? Mm -hmm. Why? And, and you know what? The first car that pulled over, they said, are you okay? Are you okay? And I said, I'm fine, but you got to go get him because he's dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I just thought there's no way whoever was in that car was going to make it. Mm-hmm. And the lady was eight months pregnant. Oh. And she ended up in the field on the other side of the road. And she... She went full term. She delivered the baby. Everything oh, was good. good. So I was I was so happy that nothing happened to her. Mm-hmm. But when I I want to get back to the the whole meaning of life or or my purpose that I know that I, there's a purpose out there for me because you know he saved me from suicide mm-hmm. and he saved me in this car accident. There's mm-hmm. no reason I shouldn't have died there. Mm-hmm. I sh- I should have been head on because the cop comes to me and he says, "How does an 18 year old girl pull that car out without?" Well, of course, I dented the back, mm-hmm. you know, because she hit my back quarter panel. But how did you do it? He says, there's no reason. And what was funny was on the way to school that day, of course, I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Something told me to put my seatbelt on that day. Oh, wow. I put my seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. And had I not, I know I when I hit the, when I hit the ditch, I did you know, kind of jolt forward. Mm-hmm. And without that seatbelt, I probably would have knocked myself out on the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. But I didn't because I had the seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. So I get back in the car after all the commotion and the helicopters and everything and the news media. I get in the car and guess what song is playing? I don't know. You like John Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah, so. I do like John Bon Jovi. <laughs> Dead or Alive. Oh, my God. And gosh. I went, okay, this is a little bit crazy. A little bit crazy. Yeah. So... Then I knew, I thought, there he has a purpose for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is yet. And at that time in my life, I didn't. Right, absolutely. I had no idea because mm-hmm. then, of course, I went into the re- retail and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. uh, so it was just, it was crazy, just crazy. So that's how the for- the Firebird fell into my life. Wow. <laughs> and so try, fell into your life. you should have seen <laughs> the look on my brother's face uh-huh. when we drove the car back to the school <laughs> we pulled it in right after the accident because I could still drive it we pulled into the parking lot and all the, the his classmates and uh-huh. they're like what did you do because <laughs> they had just spent all the school time. year on it. <laughs> it was awful but anyway oh was it your fault though? no it wasn't my fault it mm-hmm. saved my life and mm-hmm. all that good stuff so yeah. here I am today because Woo-hoo! of that <laughs> And we're happy for it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and your kids are happy for it. Yes. Some days. Yeah. <laughs> and your grandbaby's happy for it. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's, it's a good thing, you know. And sometimes, like you said, we never know what we're going to be placed into to make us become, like, my big thing is become bigger, better, bolder, and stronger. Right. And that's exactly what you are because of life. Life. Mm-hmm happens yeah like it does all of us and now you've come so far since then so Chantel now you know we only have just not a lot of time left before your whole show is done I can't believe it um really talk to us now about I think that last you know part of the show let's really talk about how you overcome everything because that's really people want to know your story all the time but really how you overcame it and how you became the 
star that you are. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I would. <laughs> That's why I said it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, I don't think of myself. Somebody told me the other day on Facebook, they said, we just love your life. Uh-huh. We, and I just, and at that point, it was, I was having a low time in my life. And I was just like, you don't want it. Uh-huh. You don't want it because everything I've gone through to get here was not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what we've talked about so far was up until I was probably 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And most of my life happened then. You know, not a right. lot has happened right. since then, right. but nothing tragic like that. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I really do believe that that gave me a good foundation. And um, honestly, going to church, having a good family mm-hmm. around me mm-hmm. um, really, really is the basis for moving on. And I, I was always taught, and you know how when you're younger, you never get along with your parents because mm-hmm. they don't know anything, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's funny because they get smarter every day. Yeah. To me, I think they get smarter yeah, every too. day. But we were always taught just little one-liners, you know, put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Mm -hmm. And that has saved me Mm -hmm. and other people so many times. Mm -hmm. Because you want to say something or you want to believe something about somebody, and you just, if you put yourself in that person's shoes, Mm -hmm. you think, there is a reason they're doing that. Mm -hmm. Or there is a reason they're like that. Um, And there's, there's plenty of times where I've wanted to do something or quit or just give up or whatever. And then I think there's always somebody worse off than me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if this person can make it, mm-hmm. by golly, I can make mm-hmm. it. And that has played a big part in my life too. Mm-hmm. And my competitiveness. I don't like to lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like competition. I don't like to lose. Well, I kind of like competition because then it kind of prods me a little bit. Yeah. But I, I would say just having a good foundation, a good Christian foundation. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, you know, I can't quote the Bible on a bunch of verses and this and that, but I know the golden rule, the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe he, there is a higher power and he is watching over us. Mm-hmm. And I still, at my age, I pray every night. Mm-hmm. I say my prayers. Well, I, I tuck my son in and I say prayers with him. And then when I go to bed, I still say my prayers. Yeah. They're silent. Lately, they've been out loud because I'm praying really loud. <laughs> because he's not hearing me. Well, he's hearing you. He's just making you wait a little he's, bit longer. Yeah, that's right. And he's and he's saying, nope, that's not for you, honey. Yeah, not, at least not right now. <laughs> no, that's mm-hmm. right. So, so that I would say that that is really what gets me to moving on is is thinking of others and thinking, you know, you don't have it so bad. Think mm-hmm. about what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect in this world. And don't believe social media. Not oh, all of it. Gosh. My goodness. Because a lot of people get wrapped up in that. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, stop the madness. But also, um, uh, you know, going to bed at night. And, you know, a lot of times they'll, they, they say, and I've been reading a lot of self-help books and empowerment books. But really, what you go to bed with and the last thing you think about is really what resonates with you. Especially when you go to bed and your subconscious goes, you know, you start sleeping. So I always try to say something positive before I go to bed. You know, say say to myself, you know what, today was a great day. Tomorrow's going to be a fantastic day. Whatever it is, say something positive that's, or say something out loud positive that you want in your life. Mm -hmm. And 
I've been doing that too. Um, I really started hard this year, but we have to go to break. And when we come back from break, we'll really hone in on that more. But um, yeah, it's just that positiveness. Yeah, yeah really. always, always try to be positive. Glass half full rather than half, half empty. empty. So especially when it comes to coffee and water <laughs> and water and wine and wine and wine because Jesus drank wine. So it's amen. all right. That's why I'm going to keep saying amen. <laughs> all right. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Encouraged and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Chantel Inspires. To reach the show, call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or send an email to Chantel at ChantelInspires.com. Now, back to this week's show. 
right. Hello again. Welcome back. And we are here on my very last show, week 13. No. And, <laughs> and my wonderful friend, Joe Hosman, is here with me. And she, we're just kind of giggling through this one. So <laughs> she's helping me through. <laughs> So we hope you're enjoying our, our stories or my stories of your uh, stories. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to tell them all, but <laughs> that's okay. I don't think anybody needs to tell all, all their, their stories. Leave <laughs> no. some to, uh, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, but yeah, so now, um, well, you wrote a it, book. I, well, so yeah, let's I talk about that. the book, I Chantel. Did. And I why, did. and first of all, a lot of times when we write books, it's more for the healing, mm-hmm. um, you know, helping other people. So why is it that you wrote your book? What's the name of it? And really give a shout out to it. Okay. Well, honestly, I did not write the book to heal because in my eyes, I didn't need to heal. Mm-hmm. What I did do it for was to bring awareness to people, not only in the United States, but all over the world, mm-hmm. who have... A soldier in their life and my book is called Homefront Warriors and Homefront Warriors um, is kind of a catchphrase that I came up with to describe the family members that are left behind when a soldier is deployed and in our case my kid the book just is a journey that the child my kids and I took while my husband was overseas mm-hmm. and he was part of the surge, which is an 18 month deployment um, he, when he was in the army and he was over in Iraq. Oh, mm-hmm. And so what the, the book talks about is basically what we went through. And the reason I wrote it was while I was going through it, I felt alone. I felt kind of abandoned. I'm working two jobs, raising two little kids, mm-hmm. trying to make it through mm-hmm. And people would always talk to you a little bit, but they'd be a little standoffish because mm-hmm. they didn't know what how to approach things. Right. Yep. And when I would say, bring up a couple things, you know, maybe something had happened, they said, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that. Why didn't you say something? I had no idea that's what you guys were going through. Mm-hmm. And it got me to thinking that, you know, I should write a book and I or, at least tell people about, get the word out that there are a lot of things that the families face that nobody really knows about. Mm -hmm. And so my goal was to just put the book out there and see if there was anybody that we could help with it. Mm -hmm. And then I got to thinking, which is always a bad (laughs) thing. (laughs) I thought, oh no, nobody wants to listen to me. I don't want to, no, I don't, because I didn't want to take anything away from the soldiers Mm -hmm. because the soldiers are doing the hard part. Right. But then everybody kept saying, no, you've got to do this. you got to do this. And I put it on the back burner for about seven years. And then something just told me, write a book. Mm-hmm. Write the book. And to, here's, my, here's what my dad says. you got to know my dad. <laughs> he says, how the heck are you going to write a book when you don't even read them? <laughs> and I said, you know what, Dad? I don't have to read it. I lived uh-huh. it. So uh-huh. I have <laughs> So, yeah, him and his infinite wisdom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's where I get my humor because I had to live with him. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So I did write the book and it came out and now it's an international bestseller. And I'm trying to, for those of you listening overseas, I am trying to get military families to, you know, contact me because we want to get the book over there. 
And I want to see how their military life is different than what our military life is. Mm -hmm. Because they're going through the same thing that we're going through Mm -hmm. or very close to because their soldier is gone as well. Absolutely. So interesting. Well, yeah, because you never and God bless the soldiers, men and women. Absolutely. God bless them because, like you said, they're doing the hard work, but you're also Mm -hmm. doing the hard work back home. And I've. I don't know that side of it. I mean, my late husband was a Navy veteran, but it was before I met him. So I didn't know anything about, I don't know that part of it, Mm -hmm. but I do know being a single mom. Yes. And I was a single mom for years. So just, that's basically what you are. You were, was a single mom. But it's, so you're basically, but you're still married but you don't have mm-hmm. that. Probably back then, you probably didn't have that constant communication with him, did you? Like Not I know now we have now Skype and yeah. Zoom and all that. Back then, though, you it didn't. It wasn't did you? as much. But you know, it's and I I did have somebody make a comment to me how much easier it was for me than it was for them being a single mom. And I said, well, you know, mm-hmm. I I didn't say anything to that person because you know. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Another one of those Mm one-liners. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) But we also had the burden of, okay, nobody's coming on the weekend to get the kids. Mm -hmm. Nobody's coming during the week or to share any responsibilities. Mm -hmm. But you had that added grief of, are they ever coming home? Mm -hmm. And the kids wondering where their mom or their dad is or, you know, sitting at the Christmas table, dinner table, and there's an empty chair Mm -hmm. or opening Christmas presents and they're not there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it happens so much and people just don't understand. Mm -hmm. So there's a piece of you missing. Oh, absolutely. A piece from the family. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's not just from you. It's, it's from the family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's a, it was a very difficult time, but you know, I made it through, and, mm-hmm. That's what, <laughs> just, and he was gone. How long? Eighteen months. He he was part of the surge, and he actually got skin cancer when he was overseas. Oh, so, wow. um, his throat closed up in April. So I was able to fly to Germany. They flew him from Iraq to Germany, and we got to stay in one of the Fisher houses. Which I'm going to give a shout out to Denzel Washington mm-hmm. because he he doesn't know me, but because he put a big uh, donation down for one of the Fisher houses that we stayed in, in Germany. And what it is, is a place for military families to come and stay free of charge while your soldier is injured. So you can spend time with them. So I was able to spend a week in Mm -hmm. Germany Mm -hmm. in 2007 is when it was. And so he, I mean, so making those donations, please continue to to uh, support the Fisher Houses. That's wonderful. But I, I, I didn't know what they were. So yeah. It's it's, oh, it was wonderful because we had a place to go. Um, I, he got to come up to the room after surgery mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. So it was it was nice. Mm-hmm. But Very cool. Yeah. So we went through some of that. and <laughs> So was he discharged right after that? Nope. So then he went back. He went back to Baghdad because he was right in Baghdad. Oh and then I went back home. And then he was discharged after. Then he got skin cancer on his on his nose. Mm-hmm. So he only, I think he was only gone about 15 or 16 months. Oh, but still. Still, that's a long time. When you leave and your son is three, just about three years old. Mm-hmm. And you come back and he's four and a half. Mm-hmm. There's a big, a big difference. difference. Yeah. And your daughter goes yeah. from. Nine to twenty. Right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that year and a half. Absolutely, <laughs> because also the kids, the kids grow up, but they also, I mean, they grow up because they become more of a, um, 
I don't know if adults, and I wouldn't say that, but they just grow up, I guess. Yeah. So it's just a good thing, way of putting it. So it's a big change for everybody. And then trying to get integrate that soldier back into a home after they've been gone for a while, you know, I mean, there's, that, there's that issue too. So I was with um, someone when they went off to, uh, what was it, National Guard training or something? I don't know. Guard but, drill or Yeah, guard drill. Two weeks. No, no, no. They were like the beginning and they have to be gone oh, like the eight AIT. weeks. Yep. Yeah. 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 Eight Basic weeks. training yeah. and yeah. then their schooling. Yep. It's like, and that was a long time. I thought that mm-hmm. was forever. And I remember they went down to Oklahoma, I believe, or Texas. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine going, I mean, because I always knew they were going to come back. So, yeah. Um, so it's, but when they're over and they're actually in fighting or actually in war, mm-hmm. that's got to be like oh, stressful. Yeah. Yep. It, well, actually, our very first phone call that I got from him, mm-hmm. I heard bombs in the background. Oh, jeez. Our very first phone call. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah, so that was quite interesting. But since I was both sides, I, I wore the uniform, too. Mm-hmm. I knew what it sounded like mm-hmm. and I understood what was going and so my reaction was not oh my gosh what's going on uh-huh. I, my, my response was is that what I think it is yeah and he said yeah and I said that is that incoming or outgoing uh-huh. and he says well it's outgoing somebody's getting their butts kicked so oh my god in nice words yeah <laughs> right right so interesting so yeah because I, I I don't know what I would do if I but when you're in that lifestyle you know that's what's happening but yeah. still I'm sorry, it freaked me out. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. put it that way. Yes. So where can people find your book? Oh, you can get it on Amazon, or you can go to my website, www.chantelinspires.com, and I'll send it right from my house. I'll sign it and send it to you. Yay! We all- <laughs> on Amazon, you can't sign them. No, you cannot. So, but if they contact you via your website, you can sign it and send it. And people love to have signed copies. I know. Yeah. 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 That's fantastic. So since you writ the writ, since you writ, since you wrote the book, if I can talk correctly, my co-author here. I know. Yeah. Since you wrote the book, thank goodness for editors. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for the editors. But what have? So that's been what a two years ago. Yep. Yeah, two years ago. Yep. Already. It just it came out two years ago. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So, um, and then it just went inter, uh, I just started promoting it and it was, mm-hmm. it went bestseller international in March of this year, okay, March or cool. April. Cool. But after that, um, you know, I've, I've been asked to speak mm-hmm. at different places and I loved, my goal is to go around to the military bases and speak at some yellow ribbon ceremonies and, mm-hmm. um, just speak to civilians as well. Mm-hmm. And then I'd love to make it international, but mm-hmm. that's a goal <laughs> that I'm working Absolutely. towards. Absolutely. But this last year, I'm going to, I know we're kind of running out of time already, but I wanted to. We're supposed to be inspiring, so... Ooh, that's ins- well, well, I think your whole show is inspiring. <laughs> well, my story is not done yet. So <laughs> this last year, I have to say, this last year and a half, probably, it's probably been the worst one mm. that I can think of. And Now, Dad, if you're driving, pull over, because you're going to hear some stuff. That <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, <clears throat> the kids know, and I don't think I told the folks, but... So... I also teach. I, I have a master's degree in education, and I was teaching for the South Dakota State University. And right before 
I was going to teach because that was my, because my full-time job is real estate. Yep. And which my, is commission only. Which is commission only. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. And um, been doing that for 16 years. Mm-hmm. But then I, I also teach adjunct, mm-hmm. teach classes. Well, two weeks before I was going to teach three classes a semester, which was kind of my, my yeah, steady your income. steady income. Right. I find out that the classes have been turned over to another school. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So I lose my teaching job. Mm-hmm. I go into um, the winter a little bit lean because, you know, that's not a good time to sell houses either mm-hmm. or hockey season. And then in the spring, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer mm-hmm. and didn't tell anybody. I don't know how you keep that secret. I, <laughs> It was, it was Girl, tough. You, you keep lots of things <laughs> I do. Because, well, I don't want to appear weak. Apparently, appearing weak was something I should have done because, <laughs> but anyway. Um, so I went through some of those treatments. I also, my back went out on me. I tried to switch, um, tried to do a sit-down job. Oh, my gosh. And so my back went out on me uh-huh. and had the MRI, and they put me on these wonderful drugs, mm-hmm. which I couldn't stay on because I couldn't function. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally could not function because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a lightweight when it comes to that kind yeah, of stuff. Right. But so all last summer, it with the treatments and then the back going out, I was lethargic. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that there was a person in my life that thought I was just lazy mm-hmm. and wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to make it through every day, and I was depressed, and I just felt like I couldn't make it anymore because I just felt my whole life crumbling down around me. Mm-hmm. And it was a word. Oh, yep, yeah, that was scary. Mm-hmm. But we caught it right away, mm-hmm. so that was the best part. And that was about a six to seven month treatment oh, off wow. and on so but I'm good to go mm-hmm. I'm good to go now so yay, yay I've recovered from that just thank goodness finally starting to get my energy back yeah. and my life well my life is coming back right Absolutely. we're thinking positive Absolutely. so um, so the last year and a half which last year should have been a wonderful year for me mm-hmm. but things happen and and it just wasn't and it was out of my control mm-hmm. you know I wanted to get up and do things and do more and stuff, but my body just wouldn't let me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell my kids until after, um, after I was done with everything. And it just, I think it just kind of slipped out. Mm-hmm. So, but I just, I didn't want to worry anybody because my kids are little worry warts, you know, mm-hmm. they have such big hearts and, and I didn't, I always try to shelter them, and in the book you see yeah. that too. I always mm-hmm. try to shelter them from whatever I can, and yeah. that's probably the wrong way to go. Yeah. With things. So, <laughs> so this last year has not been the greatest. Um, I'm going through a really rough two months right now, but mm-hmm. I'm moving on. I would say, though, <laughs> okay, well, I'm just telling you, we're going to look at the positive side yeah, of that's things. that's right. You are now cancer-free. Yeah. Right? Yes, ma'am. You have a beautiful grandson. He is pretty How handsome. How old is he now? He will be a year okay, this month. Okay, well, yep. then there's a year. My beautiful right daughter and her handsome young man are getting married in Absolutely. a month and a half. And your beautiful son is, is doing fantastic. Yes, he is a heart of gold. And Absolutely. A- so there's so many... Positive, you know me. Mm-hmm. I always like try to keep things positive, even though <laughs> yep. crap happens in our lives, which it does. You know, it, it happens, you know. But the thing is, okay, so 
with everything that happens to us, there's a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. What's that lesson for you? Oh, good Lord. Um, it's just to try to make the best of it. And it's hard. And it's one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Because there was a time two months ago, I didn't think I would wake up just because of what was going on. And yet you did. And you're still here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And every day it gets better. Yeah, every day it gets better. That's right. And every day it will get better. That's right. Because, because now you're forming a new life. Mm-hmm. And you're forming new friendships. And you're yes. forming new <laughs> relationships. That's right. You know, you really yep. are. And with all the people you've inspired on your radio show, through your book, through your work... I mean, you're, you're a fantastic realtor. You're, you know, you do such great things for so many people. Now let them do that for you. <laughs> Somebody just told me that in a meeting this morning because I, I had told them about the cancer. And they, they said, what? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> they both are very dear friends of mine. And mm-hmm. they just, why did you not tell us? We're here for you. Mm-hmm. And they have been just rocks for me lately too and we mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of nice yeah. we sit and talk about everything and Absolutely. we help each other out and and I think the key to recovery or to um getting getting out of the hole mm-hmm. um is to have good people around you Absolutely have good people, people around yep mm-hmm. and help each other and a lot for me a lot a lot of it is helping other people if I can make somebody else feel better yeah I don't care about me yeah you know what as long as somebody else is feeling better mm-hmm. I could have a broken leg and I well, my actually a migraine because I get migraines uh-huh. a lot and my friend Chris she would come over and see me at my office every once in a while and I remember one day I was on the phone and I had a, just a screaming migraine I could hardly mm-hmm. see couldn't hardly see had the lights off because Mm-hmm. You know, the light is sensitive to my to my eyes and my migraine. And I'm smiling through this whole conversation uh-huh. with this client of mine. And I get off the phone and she goes, how do you do that? <laughs> I said, well, you just got to put them over you. Right. I mean, the pain is, is going to be there no matter. Yeah. It's how you choose to yeah. deal with it. Absolutely. And I think that's what life is like, too. Mm-hmm. When you get knocked down. Get back up. Mm-hmm. You have two choices. You can stay there mm-hmm. in the dirt, or you can get up and rise from the ashes. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm going to keep saying amen. Amen. Uh, I, t- I had somebody tell me one time, if you're like depressed or down or having a bad day, look mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Because you automatically smile. Mm-hmm. So, so, of course, I had to do that. <laughs> just just to Now, listen, everybody's doing that. I know. There, right? I'm, looking, I'm doing it myself. I'm looking up going, okay, yeah, I'm smiling. <laughs> but really, and then I love how you said that. Give back to other people. Mm-hmm. You know, because of the fact that um, you can give back, that means you're still alive. Right. And you still have something to give. That's right. You know, and yep. think of that internally yourself. Makes you feel better, which in turn is going to, continue to make you feel better doesn't mean you don't still have the issues right that makes you feel better and that's what Mm -hmm. it should be right but it's so good to be able to give back to others Mm -hmm. and that's a blessing i think so too Mm -hmm. it 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 gives me the most joy Mm -hmm. is being able to give things to people that maybe they could never have themselves or um it's just i gave a gift to a very dear person in my life and she would never have been able to afford it. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was, you know, real estate was awesome and I was making really good money and I gave I gave um this gift to her 
And I didn't need to, but mm-hmm. I just sat and I had all these gifts and I was supposed to open mine first. And I just sat there and I watched her open that. Mm-hmm. And the look on her face mm-hmm. was just I mean, it could, I didn't even care about my gifts. Yeah. I That was my gift, mm-hmm. was seeing her get something she probably never would have gotten, mm-hmm. you know? And it wasn't anything great, but it was to her. Mm-hmm. And so that is, to me, the best gift. And when I started this radio show, the, re- the reason I wanted to start the radio show was I was getting so tired of the news mm-hmm. and so tired of people blaming other people, oh, I can't get a job because of this, or I can't yeah. get ahead because of this, or I can't mm-hmm. do this because of that. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Look at what I have been through in my life. Mm-hmm. You can do If I can do it, honey, you can do it after just one of those. Well, what I say on my show to all my guests, I'm going to ask you the same thing. If you have last parting words for your worldwide audience on your last show, (laughs) what would they be? My favorite line is, be the light in somebody else's darkness. Mm -hmm. If you can make one person smile, Mm -hmm. or if you can inspire one person a day, Mm -hmm. you could easily save their life. Yeah, absolutely. There are so many times people have said, you just go through a line and they, they just say, your smile is mm-hmm. so great. You just made me smile. Mm-hmm. I was having the worst day and I saw you smile and yeah. you just made me happy. Mm-hmm. And all I did was just smile. I mean, I, yeah. I could have been just cracking a joke or something. Yeah. <laughs> and they loved it. That's awesome. They just saw the smile and, and they mm-hmm. can go on. Mm-hmm. Cause, and, and that's what you've got to You've got to see the positive side of things. Even when the negative looks so negative, mm-hmm. there's always a positive side. Mm-hmm. So just reach for that and go for it. Like you. Oh, I love that saying. Do you Go like that it. segment? And yeah. what is the name of your book, Joe? It is the name of my book. Go for it. A Woman's Guide to Perseverance. There you go. So, well, you have only about a minute and a half to the end of your show. So I'm just going to let you take it over, Chantel, and, you know, tell the world how to get in contact with you because I know they want to. Okay. Well, again, you can go to my website, um, ChantelInspires.com, C-H-A-N-T-E-L, at... Chantel, and then Inspires is I-N-S-P-I-R-E-S dot com. You can email me at Chantel at Chantel Inspires. Or it's just Chantel at Chantel Inspires. Correct. Okay. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, the website is ChantelInspires.com. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on Facebook under, you can do our Homefront Warriors mm-hmm. Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that page. I have the Chantel Inspires page, and then that should take you to my personal page, which is Chantel Olson. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear from you guys. I got so many messages last time; it was great. Um, I want to give a shout out because my friend in Norway oh, sent cool. me a message. So, Morton, I know you're listening. Thank That's you so awesome. much, and you and your beautiful sister and the boys. Thank you all for listening. Um, and I've got my, you know, my cousin is uh-huh. listening probably, right, Absolutely. Shane, my daddy, my brother. Oh, <laughs> hello to all of them. That's right. But just be the light in somebody else's darkness. If you see somebody having a good day, give them, you know, give them a smile, say hi, um, try to make their day better mm-hmm. because you might be the only one that's doing that for mm-hmm. them. They might have a terrible home life and you're the best part of their day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So... Well, you're my inspiration, Chantel. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being an inspiration to so many others, too. More than you probably ever know. Oh. (laughs) Well, I just want to thank, again, Voice America and Sandra Rogers for 
uh, believing in me and letting me have this opportunity. It has been wonderful. Aaron, our manager, our production manager, right there, buddy. <laughs> He's giggling on the other end. You know he is. <laughs> uh, thank you for all that you do and everybody else behind the scenes. It has truly been a blessing and so much fun. And all my other guests were wonderful. I hope that their stories will bring some of you some <laughs> some solace in your life because they had stories that they were vulnerable enough to share and and they did it for you. So thank you all for being here. Always remember, wake up, be awesome, and write a beautiful ending to your story and always be the light in somebody else's darkness. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Chantel Inspires. We hope you found personal inspiration in today's show and can take control of your life as well as be a light for others. Be sure to tell others about the show and tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week. Oh,